Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to another edition of The Spill Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan, and I have a special guest with me. I'm so excited to talk to this guy. Um, I've had a crush on him pretty much for like seven years, and um, my friends all think I'm crazy, and you can't have a crush on him. He's a bad guy. I'm like, guys, that's his character, but whatever. Um, I have Shane Johnson here. Say hello, Shane. Hello. Hello, thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for having a crush on me for seven years, and, you know, to those haters out there, you know, just wait, just wait. I'll be, I'll be the first person to make you my Monday man crush, although I probably am not. I'm sure that there are others if you check your Insta. I'm sure you're tagged in more, but. You know, I, I'm going to search it out. I'm going to search it out and see, and if not, then I'm going to, I'll do it myself. I'll be like Man Crush Monday. You can be your own Monday Man Crush. Yeah, that's right. I, it's it's the tall blonde thing. I have, and I, I'll be honest. My friends know. I kind of like guys that are sort of a dick. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's nothing like that in person. Like off camera, he's nothing like that. He's the nicest guy, as you can tell, soft spoken. Unlike Cooper, who. Yeah, Cooper's Cooper. Who's amazing. Um, <laughs> He's yeah, just, hey, um, Cooper, Cooper's a driven. He's driven to uh, succeed and has, you know, issues, family issues. And um, he's been emasculated, I think, his uh, whole life. And then, you know, finding himself in this job, he just really has, has something to prove, you know. We have to get into that later. But um, first, I'd like to, I'd just like to tell people how I, met certain people but um like I said I have had a crush on him right away as I started watching power and um I haven't been watching right from the seven years I caught up later and I was like who the hell is this guy so I was like whatever I'll just say hi I don't know if he's ever going to respond and he did and we just became twitter friends and he's what like I said one of the nicest guys so chill so relaxed and um, now he's on the show. Thank you. And I'm excited because I don't think I really know about Shane, which just to let you know, um, I told you off air that I created uh, two books. One of the main characters, and it's not because of you, it's just a coincidence, but one of the main characters is named Shane, but it's spelled with a, he's spelled with a Y, S-H-A-Y-N-E. So. Way yeah, cooler um, spelling. <laughs> I mean, way cooler I, I don't know. and more confusing, yeah. and way confu- more confusing because every time you you if your name's Shane with a Y, you have to always say that. 
Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. me, for me, it's basic. And basic Shane. So let's talk about basic Shane. Where'd you grow up? What's your family dynamic? Go right ahead. Let's get into it. Well, I come from a little tiny three-stop light farm town in the middle of Washington State. And when I say Washington mm-hmm. State, people usually think, oh, you're from Seattle, and there's it's so, so rainy there and cold, and I'm, and it's like, nah, not at all. Because there's the, <laughs> the, the Cascade Mountain Range right after Seattle, and it keeps all the moisture on the coast. And then once you get over the mountains, it's like flat and dry and farmland. Mm. And so oh. I grew up with, in, a, in a tiny little, you know, about 5,000 people. And wow. um, I have three brothers, uh, one older, two younger, and my mom and dad, and then like 80,000 nieces and nephews. And they all <laughs> still live in the same vicinity. They're all within like, you know, 20 minutes of each other. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're the rebel. Yeah. And then, and then when I went to college, I went to this, mm-hmm. uh, I went to Walla Walla, Washington, um, which are, they're famous. They used to be famous for uh, Walla Walla sweets, which are onions. And exactly. then now they're kind of, yeah. And now they're kind of, uh, it's kind of like wine country now. It's a bunch of, oh. which unfortunately that wasn't the case when I was there. But um, mm-hmm. but it's become that. And strangely, uh, it's I went to a college called Whitman College, and mm-hmm. it's a, like a liberal arts uh, liberal arts school there. And Leela, who plays Angie, she went to that school as well. Uh, which is which is just a coincidence because like literally, be, be other than she and I, I don't think I've ever run mm-hmm. into anybody that went to school there. Um, except I know that Adam West, you know, Adam West, the original yep, Batman, Batman. He, mm-hmm. he went to school there. And then Dirk Benedict, who played face on the A-team, um, oh. he, he went there as well. And that's, that's the claim to fame. That's it right there. Wow. Angela, Pretty can you huge. not mention her name? I have an aversion to that woman. Oh, oh yeah. But Lila's a sweetheart. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. But see, I'm like my friends right now. They don't like Cooper Sacks, so they don't at all. And I don't like Angela at all. So I get it. I get Um, it. She gets, um, she and I get, uh, she she more than I, but there's definitely plenty of um, hate mail out there. I guess you can't really call (laughs) it hate hate mail. Because it's not mail anymore. It's just, just, it's hate messages. It's hate, Yeah. Um, but you know, you get to the, it's funny, you get, you do get to the point where you, um, kind of embrace it and roll with it. Hmm. It doesn't bother you, know, you at all, like at all. It, at, you know, at first, at first, um, it did a little bit because I was like, uh, especially with power fans. Um, you know, I've been acting professionally since 1996. And so mm-hmm. to, to have um, all of a sudden to be on the show, that's this big ass hit. Right. And then mm-hmm. also to have, to have people come at you with, man, if I ever see you, I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh, no, they did not. Or, no, oh, sure. Sure. And this is like on, <laughs> you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's really aggressive. And, you know, man, you need to die. And, 
And I'm like, you know, this is a this is a TV show, right? Like we all know that, right? This is a show, and and so in wow. Leela, I think, you know, I know Leela got to the point where she was like, oh, I can't, I can't even engage anymore because she was just getting so wow. much hate, you know, sort of messaging toward directed at her that was that was became personal. It's not like, oh, Angie, this, Angie, that. It's like you're uh, this, you're, you know. And so, um, yeah, I get a lot of that, but now. I had found that um, after maybe after the first couple seasons, mm-hmm. I got pretty comfortable with it and mm-hmm. started to really kind of wear it as a badge of honor that I was affecting people and that they mm-hmm. were in that they were really, you know, engaged with the universe that we've created and, and with the characters and that they care enough to, to speak out and to, um, and then I always kind of, try to engage people in a in kind of a Cooper Sacks way really but it's really Shane I'm kind of like that Mm -hmm. too where I will turn something that is really aggressive and and maybe even violent and and turn it into a joke and make light of it and then use almost every single time that I've done that uh Mm -hmm. the people who are throwing it out um immediately like change their tone and of course. and and enjoy the rapport and the sort of back and forth mm-hmm. of it. like al- almost immediately it's just like you know i hate you fuck you you need to die and something mm-hmm. like that and i'll be like uh I, or, or nobody likes you stuff like that and i'm like well you know what uh i think that you haven't spoken to my parents because there's something like that <laughs> something silly and that and then they will uh you know they'll respond with with like uh, something that's more rational and less heated, and right. um, and you know that's and that's how you have to. I think that's how you have to take it because if you you start taking it personally, like I did the first two seasons, it can it can mm-hmm. kind of mess with your head a little bit. Like, oh my god, people people like want to kick my ass right now. You know, right. you better lay off ghosts. Yep. You know, all that kind of crap. You're almost scared to like go outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I. Not anymore, you know. It's it's right, and it's funny because whenever I've I've never had anybody in person do that, other than it's funny. You, in person, people will tend to be like, "Oh my god, can I?" You know, I hate your mm-hmm. character, man. You got to lay off yep. ghosts. Can I get a picture with you? Uh, yep. And so I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's the combination of like, "Oh my god, I hate you. You're the worst." Let's get a picture. Can I? Hey, mm-hmm. you know, will you? can I tweet this or you know what I mean? So people are getting, they're just getting in on it. They're just enjoying mm-hmm. really, really committing to the, like I said, the universe that, that Courtney created with this show. And, um, and that's really rewarding. I, I think it's cool. I think it's, I like that people are invested, really invested in these characters. And, and it's, um, I think everybody's really proud of that. Yeah. And I was going to tell you that it's so funny when people give hate, I call them thumb thugs because they'll give hate online. And I swear, the second they meet you in person, it's like, yo, can I get a picture? Oh, my God, look it. I'm with Cooper Sacks. And they'll right. still, like, show some sort of animosity, but they won't hate you as much. You know, and it's, it's right. so odd. So odd. Yeah, and don't even try some... to get me to talk to Leela because it's not going to happen. I'm still mad at Angie, all right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a you friend, Angela, and I, I love her that. I love that, Angela. But this one, I don't know. The, the thing that's funny, though, is that, like, Leela, um, mm-hmm. which, you do, which you don't get from Angie at all. Like, Leela's really um, funny and mm-hmm. goofy and, like, down to earth and, yeah. you know, crass and all that kind of energy. And and then Leela's, I mean, Angie's really, you know, kind of uh, poised and put together mm-hmm. and um, doesn't really have humor, you know, mm-hmm. and, which is understandable. She's in like a very serious situation from day one. You know, there's not a lot of right. room for humor there. Um, but she's so not like that in real life, you know. Right. Uh, and, and, and I understand. That's true. that's true of a lot of the. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, it's, but it is interesting because <laughs> like if, if if people, uh, you know, people hung around, uh, like if we had a cast dinner, and mm-hmm. and people got to, people got to see the dynamics of the of the actors and the kind of people mm-hmm. that everybody you know are, uh, people would be really surprised. Like they, they're most of the most of the actors are nothing like their characters, nothing. I think that would I, change it in a way because I actually watch a soap opera, Young and the Restless, and there's this guy Theo on it, and I swear I hate Theo. I wanted Theo gone like the minute he stepped on the show because he was just so annoying. And then I got to know the actor, and now I can't hate Theo anymore because I know the actor. So I'm like. Uh, am I supposed to hate him or not? I don't know what to do. So my friends will That's say, funny. oh, my God, we hate Theo. He needs to get off the show. And I'm like, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have an opinion yeah. anymore. So it's kind of funny yeah. that you say that. Yeah, it's but. true. And it also just goes to show, for me, it's some of these actors on, on the show are so so great and mm-hmm. um and it's such an honor to be like in in this league with them and and uh you know like joe sakura is um oh my gosh yeah in 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 life you know joe is uh such a gentle i mean he's not always gentle but he just he comes across like if you met him in person he's just very he's nice he's easy he's kind of you know can be soft spoken and like really listen mm-hmm. a good listener and um and down to earth and uh and sweet and all that kind of stuff and then mm-hmm. you know what and then he when he puts on the tommy suit it just he just becomes this totally this other beast and it's it's uh it's really awesome to 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 know both sides of it and it makes you really kind of appreciate the craft and someone that has mm-hmm. the ability to to really jump, jump around like that. And, um, and it's, you know, and the thing is, is because a lot of us aren't, um, we're not, we're not necessarily, you know, movie stars. And Mm -hmm. so people, people don't necessarily know us from that well, from interviews or from uh, hearing us as people, you know? Right. So you pretty much just kind of, most people would just know what's on the screen. Right, and so that's why it's kind of shocking to see them outside of their characters. I think, you know, uh, whereas 
you know, Brad Pitt or something, you know, what, you know, Brad Pitt, when you see him do a movie, if he takes on a role and he's an asshole, you go, Oh, you did a good job. You'd never just judge the character and judge the actor from the character. You know what I mean? But, and um, and plus with Brad, he plays different roles. You know, he can play a jerk in one movie and this and that and another. And then, but with you guys, your characters are your characters. Unless there's a huge shift and something happens, your characters are your characters. So if you start off yeah, as a no, jerk, we're going to hate you for the rest of the show or whatever. You know? Right. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that's been really rewarding for me mm-hmm. with Cooper Sachs in, is that there's there's been a real, for me as an actor, as an artist, it's been like a real shift in tone over this, especially with season six and, and with, uh, with, with Angie, with Angie's death, it's like mm-hmm. the, the tone for me really shifted and it took on a much darker tone and I'm getting into some dark shit now. And whereas before it was, it was, I was kind of more of the, the corporate guy that was, trying to one-up other people and coming in with yeah. quippy one-liners and being a dick and kind of like trying to tear people down and take people's jobs and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, there's this guilt ridden personal vendetta of like this mm-hmm. vengeance involved. And, and that's, that's been really rewarding to see that uh, those other colors kind of come into play for my character, you know? Yeah, but it always still confuses me. Like, I never questioned the writers until, like, last season. I watch a lot of Law & Order SCU. Actually, that's why I actually started the show. I saw Joseph on the show. He played this really meek character, and I have a thing for blondes and redheads. I'll be honest with you. And so I saw him, I'm like, (laughs) who the hell is that guy? He was so hot. And his character was, like, really meek, and he did some – it was just a long story with his character. And so I looked up the show. I saw – my friends kept telling me, you should watch Power. And I'm like, oh, wait, that guy I have a crush on is in there. So, of course, after experiencing Tommy for a couple of seasons, he scared the hell out of me. Um, so it was, like, mm, Tommy, who's kind of a psycho, or Cooper, who's just kind of a, a jerk. Hmm, I think I'll go for Cooper. And, um, <laughs> but I'm watching the show and I, I'm getting frustrated. So Let's Ghost has Angela in his arms. She's dying. She's dead. Yet everybody blames him for her death. I'm confused. Please help me explain this logic because I'm so lost. Um, how could Ghost have killed her if he's the one that got the hospital there and, you know, the paramedics and went to the hospital with her. How could he have killed her? Are, are the characters saying he had something to do with her death or that he actually killed her? I'm so confused. Hmm. Help well, me. <laughs> the, way, the way it reads to me is mm-hmm. that at the end of season five, yeah. we... Um, we basically have figured out the relationship between Angie and mm-hmm. this cr- criminal organization. Right. 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 And, and we're not necessarily a hundred percent accurate with it, 
but we're pretty damn uh, close. Right. You know, we right. know that she, we know that she's not necessarily the conciliary of the James St. Patrick's criminal organization necessarily, but she she has helped him and she has tipped him off and she has mm-hmm. been responsible for for getting him and his family out of like situation. situation. So she mm-hmm. she's aiding and abetting this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know that she's gonna the goal is my goal is to, to have her come in. Cooper's goal is to have her be our our witness. Mm-hmm. Um to not necessarily to to ruin her career, sure I would you know Cooper would get something out of that, but because then he could take her job, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but and and mm-hmm. also it feel feel vindicated for years and years of trying to of mm-hmm. saying that she's dirty, and finally it would be like, yeah, I was right, and mm-hmm. um, and and so then she's going basically she's going to get her affairs in order and sort of decide if she's gonna you know really turn witness or not. Um, right. and how the hell she's going to play this. And so we, we give her that sort of stay, that 24 hour stay so mm-hmm. that she can, whatever. And so she, of course, you know, the way it reads to us to answer your question, the way it reads to us is she immediately goes out, meets up with James St. Patrick, who knows mm-hmm. that she is going to turn witness against him and threaten mm-hmm. his, him, his uh, criminal organization and, also threaten his freedom and so right and so he has her killed that's the only thing that makes sense oh um, he ha- oh okay okay got it you know and because that that yeah. does come up like you know as a matter of even though like there was a scene between me and uh monique who plays uh, blanca rodriguez the mm-hmm. like uh detective and she's like uh this is where she was shot. It was, it came from, there was blood splatter on James here. So he didn't, clearly he didn't pull the trigger. It was from over behind him. Remember that? No, I don't. I'm going to have to watch it again because I was so upset and confused. But but then my thing is like, look, it doesn't matter. He knew who did it. He's, he knows who did it. And he's, and we questioned him. And we've also questioned mm-hmm. him, and he won't—he won't tell us who it is. And we know that he I knows, know. or at least we—we mm-hmm. we strongly suspect that he knows. And and why won't mm-hmm. he tell us? And it's like, well, of course he won't tell us because he hired that person. Is mm-hmm. is the is the Got that's it. the argument? So okay. anyway, that's kind of the that's kind of the breakdown of it, um, Got as it. far as I'm concerned. That clears it up so much better because as I'm watching, I'm just like, did they think he did it? Like, how could he have done it? He was with her. But you're saying, oh, I get it. Okay. And so your characters probably think he was showing remorse by being there and, like, holding her. You know, he really didn't want to kill her, but he had to. Now I understand. Okay. Now we're back that, on track. That and coupled, with, and okay. coupled with the fact that, that him being there and getting blood on himself and calling 911 right. and being in the ambulance is like a good cover story, too. You know. Got it. Got it. Okay. Phew. That has been bugging me for this entire season. I, I'm not. But you lie. feel better. You feel better now. I feel much better. Thank you. Um. <laughs> so, we've talked a lot about power. What did you do before all this that 
um, I can go back and watch. People can go back and watch. What, what did you do? I'm, I'm curious. Well, um, you know, like I said, I, I started uh, back in 96. So it's been a mm-hmm. – you know, I've had a, a lot of, of things between then and now. Um, my first – the first thing I did, I was studying – in London um, at, oh. at Lambda and oh. uh, which is the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. I was learning how to, you know, do yeah, my friend stage there. combat. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it's great. It was great. And, um, and uh, so from there, I, they put up auditions. Like I saw a, a poster for uh, um, at the school they put up a little mm-hmm. posting saying, Hey, there are auditions for this movie, Saving Private Ryan. And, no. um, and I, di- I didn't even have headshots. And so my friend, uh, Daisy, Daisy Donovan, who was in uh, school with us over there, she, uh, mm-hmm. she was like, Oh, I'm, my, my dad, her dad was a famous photographer. And mm-hmm. so she, she knew all about that shit. So she snapped off a couple pictures and I submitted them. And then I went and auditioned and, and got Saving Private Ryan, which was my first movie, nice. uh, which we shot in Ireland. And so I, you know, I was I was still in school. I was like a junior in college, so that was incredible. And then mm-hmm. and then by the time I finished school, I went back and finished at Whitman, and then moved down to L.A. And the movie was just coming out, like as I landed in L.A. in 1998. Wow. And then, you know, and then it's been a lot of, like a lot of artists, um, I went through the, you know, waiting tables and swinging a hammer, building, building houses uh, and doing all mm-hmm. kinds of odds and ends. And then throughout that doing, you know, doing a bunch of guest star work and doing some pretty big mm-hmm. pilots. I did a, a really great pilot uh, pretty early on with, with a, just a great cast like Christina mm-hmm. Hendricks was one of the stars of it. Oh. And, um, Molly Ringwald and Christopher Lloyd. And, wow. uh, and it was a great, it was a great cast. I mean, the cast is unbelievable and it, and it didn't get picked up. I thought, I thought we were, you know, it's headed to the top and then, and then it didn't get picked up. And, and so anyway, and then after that, for about three years, I couldn't get arrested. So I was, you know, building houses. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, uh, and then I did a you know a bunch of guest star work you know Cold Case and Cold Case is a great one if you haven't seen Cold Case uh, I did a, an episode called Forever Blue and it's um, one of my proudest uh, moments it's a I play this uh, cop set, set back in the '60s and if you know Cold Case it's like they're going back and trying to solve all these old cases right 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 and so, yeah. And so I played this uh, gay cop in the '60s, where like there were no, you know, they didn't. Nobody talked about that, and everybody's like, "It's a boys' club." And but I have this like relationship with uh, with my partner, and basically end up, you know, getting killed for it. And uh, but it's really beautifully done. Great directing. You know, Swark directed it, and. Uh, the guy who was my partner, Brian Hallisay, is fantastic and he's very oh. handsome. And he's, uh, he's he's now married to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yep, I was um, just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so it, w- it was it was a great episode. So anyway, and then um, 
but in terms of like things to, I would say that's one of my favorite things I've done. And uh, I, I starred in a, in a movie right before I got power um, mm-hmm. called the possession of Michael Keane, which actually mm-hmm. was on stars for quite a while. Cause Lionsgate owns stars and they, they bought the rights to the movie, but um, it's on, you know, Amazon and all that stuff as well. And it, that's, for me, that was one of my greatest uh, achievements as an actor, partially because I got to carry a, a film, you know, and I was pretty much in every scene of the movie and it was, you know, I was the title character and, and got to really sort of have a character arc and go through all, the entire range of experiences. And it was just, it was just really rewarding, you know. You were the lead in that one. And that was like the first yeah. major league right before power. Got it. Cool. Uh, well, I didn't, the, you know, oh, go ahead. It wasn't the, no, I was just going to say, it wasn't the, the first major uh, lead that I had had, but it was the, the, um, the one that I was most proud of probably. Wow. I was mm-hmm. also, I mean, I also really like, I mean, back in the day I did this movie called black Cadillac where I was the lead of that. And it was like mm-hmm. Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid was kind of like the bad guy in it. And I was like the hero of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was in Jason Doring was my brother. Jason Doring's on uh, Veronica Mars. Yes. Love him. uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He played my little brother, although he's, you know, Mm -hmm. much buffer and bigger than I am now, but at the time he was my (laughs) little brother. But uh, yeah, you know, listen, it's, it's one of those things you go through, you, you end up doing something, like you said, you saw Joe Sakura on, you know, Law and Order or whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you just, you know, you just have so many little opportunities here and there and some big opportunities here and there. And, um, and, and it's kind of no rhyme and no, no rhyme or reason. Like the, the cold case thing that I told you about was, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a big money job for me at all. I mean, it was, you know, a guest star. So, you know, you make a, make a little bit of money, but it was so rewarding. Whereas, you know, like I did this movie behind enemy lines, which was like uh, Gene Hackman, Owen Wilson movie. Yeah. I think I remember and, that and one. I, yeah. And I was barely in it. I mean, I was, I'd have mm-hmm. to like pause the, pause the movie to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I spent like, you know, two weeks in Bratislava in Slovakia uh, mm-hmm. shooting it and, and made like a stupid amount of money shooting this movie. And I, you know, I had like two lines in it and, oh. and then you go and you do this incredible work and that you're really passionate about for like, for mm-hmm. peanuts, you know what I mean? Right. And so to me, the size of the job sometimes is irrelevant. It's, it's more about mm-hmm. the thing that I get out of it the most is the, is the, the work really. I really love mm-hmm. the work and, um, and yes, it's cool now to, to be, to have enough success that you don't have to go wait tables anymore. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's nice. And, and, that, and, you know, honestly, that's the way it should be. I think after you've been working on your, on any craft, whatever you're doing in life, if you're passionate about it and you, you've paid your dues and you've, and you've put in like 20 years into, into something, you know, it's, it's time for it to support you and, and pay you back and to uh, uplift your, your life, you know? And so it's, yeah. I mean, it's the same with what you're doing. I mean, this is this, what you're doing, uh, like doing the show and writing books and Mm -hmm. um, being creative is something that you're really passionate about. And you Mm -hmm. spend a lot of your, 
your energy and your passion in pushing those things and and yeah. your throw your throw your creativity into it and you're working on your skill set and and enhancing mm-hmm. your shit then you know ultimately that should be that will be the thing that you know that supports your life and your lifestyle right, right. And, and instead of doing some other day job you know i i agree i 100% agree but yeah. Kind of like you, this is my waiting table. I'm like paying my dues until, you know, it happens. So, and you um, know what? You I should, didn't you should wear that. It. You should wear that with a, with a badge of honor too, because the day job is, is, you know, some people listen, some people are blessed to come from money mm-hmm. and they don't have to have day yep. jobs and they can, they can kind of pursue careers like almost mm-hmm. a, as a hobby you know, something that's, that's not necessary to support their, their life. It's like, cause that's already taken care of and that's mm-hmm. incredible. And, but in some ways I'm glad that I didn't have that because it's made me um, more invested in my own uh, enhancement and in my own uh, tool set and in, and in really becoming more of a businessman for my, for my career. And, and that's, and I and, and also when you when you win and mm-hmm. and you actually get paid back for all the work that you have been doing, it mm-hmm. will it, it's it tastes so much better in your mouth when you put in that yeah. work. Uh you know, rather than oh yeah, cool, you know, cool, I got a job, like that was fun. But I but it's but the money doesn't matter and and not and by the way, money is, is kind of bullshit, but it is that it is that exchange for goods and value that it's the only thing we really have to recognize the value that you're putting out. You know, um, it's just like a form of, I look at it like a form of communication. Like, and so if you can communicate to, if you can communicate to 10 million people via a book or a, a podcast or a TV show or a mm-hmm. movie or or whatever, however you can communicate, if, or a blog, anything that you have that's communicating to the mass, massive amount of people, that has a lot of value to it, right? And so right. the exchange is like, hey, here's some money, keep doing it. And uh, so it's pretty awesome. And not only that, but I think if you came from money and I came from money and you got power, you'd be like, oh, all right, well, I don't know if you would appreciate it as much. I don't know if you'd appreciate the small role you got in Saving Private Ryan and, and the possession of Michael King. Would you appreciate that? Probably not. You know, because it's not not to I got money to fall no. back on, yeah. you know. So Yeah, and you and you and you and you work harder to mm-hmm. to make yourself uh listen, like with Cooper Sachs, like if you've watched from the beginning, you know that I could that character could just as easily have become you know nothing right you know it could have been it could have been the sort of character that we saw for a couple episodes Mm -hmm. and kind of just disappeared and nobody would you know people would just still watch power you know people wouldn't have been like Mm -hmm. i really miss that dude that came in and was an asshole for a second but right the more the more i kind of could could bring uh like i look at it like any any business or any for me, it's like any project that I have, I kind of am like trying to look at it like a symphony, right? 
mm-hmm. swear. I go, all right, so the string instruments are covered. And right. that that dude's on piano, and he's killing it, and he's got that. And the drummer is, like, over there destroying it. So we don't need – I don't need to come in and try and be a drummer. Mm-hmm. I don't need to come in and try and kill it on the piano and try and, like, outdo somebody. It's like, no, 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 no. Dude, I'm a guitar. And I'm, like, a lead right. guitarist. Or if you know what? Oh, the lead guitar is already covered. All right. Then I'm, then I'm a bass guitarist, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and just come in and just add something to the symphony that makes people – and uh, by the way, I don't know that there would be a bass guitar in a symphony, but in in my fucking symphony, there's a bass guitar, and it's and, okay. it's, and it's so <laughs> yeah, it makes you it makes you invaluable, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to to that to the symphony, and and so that's what I've kind of really tried to do, uh, as opposed to um, just trying to come in and, and and like you said, it's it's I look bec- I look at it like that because it means a lot to me. Like I'm so mm-hmm. honored. I'm so honored when somebody gives me the chance to, to, to work. And I've always felt that way. I, don't, I mean, I've probably done, I've probably had a hundred jobs in this industry. Um, and every time I get a job, I'm always just so, I feel so blessed and so humbled and like, man, I, I got to get in here and really make something out of this and just, and bring something to it that, you know, that adds that adds value. It's like if they're going to trust me to do something, then I'm going to I'm going to show them my appreciation by adding value to their project. You know, mm-hmm. and and then it you know, and with with Cooper Sachs, it's really it's really paid me back in that they've kept me around. You know, and that that bag it's over funny. my head a few weeks back didn't didn't end up in oh. my desk. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I literally, I was watching and I literally gasped. Number one, I gasped because he was masturbating, and I I just was like, "What is he looking at? <laughs> like, what is he like? What's going on there?" And then when they put the bag over his head, I was like, "Oh no, oh no! I swear to God, if they kill Cooper, I'm done with the show." I almost stopped watching the show. I almost stopped watching it. I am not kidding you. <sighs> Me too. If they would have done that, I would stop watching too. I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. I can, you know, I I breathe a huge sigh of relief. But they screwed you over in the end. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Intense. <laughs> Whatever. But um. Intense. Now, when you first got Cooper, did they say, okay, he's going to be the dick of the show? He's not an, he's not the psycho like Tommy. He's not amoral like Ghost. But like you said, he's like the you know bass guitar. So play him like a dick. Or was that something that you took on yourself? How did the how did the characterization of Cooper happen, basically? Well, I think it's a combination of of all the of all the factors. It's you know Courtney. Mm-hmm created some uh, somebody that was um that had some arrogance like some sort mm-hmm. of pri- privileged kind of arrogance okay, um okay. and then and then and then i looked at it like all right what's in because it started off like i was in a staff room right like we were in a conference room and a lot mm-hmm. in the first couple of seasons it was like those conference rooms where there's like yep. you know 10 people 10 fbi people and attorney people sitting around the big conference table and i was like all right so how so what's my note here and for me i was like i'm just 
like I just I'm after Angela's job and I just mm-hmm. don't trust her and I don't like her and I'm just going to be a thorn in her side at every turn. Mm-hmm. And so even if even if my lines weren't necessarily indicative of that, I was like that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing with them. I'm going to take mm-hmm. what I'm given and make it about her and make it about how she sucks and how I'm better than her and you know all so by doing that it really created a a great chemistry and dynamic between she and I that mm-hmm. was something that then the writers were like, Oh, and then they start writing for that. And they start right. giving you more of that. Um, Cause it's not, you know, the, they plot out the, the broad strokes of the plot, but, but they're writing the episodes as we go. And so they, as they see things and they're, they're given, especially early on, as they start to kind of understand who the actors are and mm-hmm. the way they play their characters, they start oh, writing no. for us. You know? Okay. Um, and so, so now, you know, a lot of where I'm at now with the, sh- with the character is from Shane, but a lot of it's from them, from the writer's room, just knowing what they're like, Oh, this would be fun to see Shane do, or this would be fun to see, see him say this, or I, I can't wait to hear how he says this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it's- the, broad strokes of it it's funny because i think at first and and i can ask my coworkers. i'm i'm pretty sure though at first all hate towards cooper first of all his right. name cooper sack the guy's gonna be a dick i mean with a name yeah. like that he's probably his dad probably named wentworth or something stupid and i think in this like i i kind of feel bad for him now like this this season and last season, I feel like kind of bad for him. Like, geez, this guy is like well, he's, he's kind of beat up way. now. <laughs> yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I and think you know he was feeding is... off of Mike more when Mike was around. He was feeding off of him more, and I think that that was like his idol. But now it's like Mike's not there, and I kind of feel bad yeah. for him. But yeah, and it's funny because I did. Well, you know, I was just mm-hmm. going to say that, uh, strangely, mm-hmm. the when I first auditioned for for Power, mm-hmm. I auditioned for Tommy. Oh my and, goodness gracious! And Ooh. and even when I even when I got it, I was kind of when I got the audition, I was like, God, you know, I don't I don't really know that this is my casting, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, like I was saying earlier, I'm an actor, so I was like, I'm 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 going to put this on, and I'm going to go in there and and you know do my thing. And so I did, mm-hmm. and I did a good enough job that then the casting director brought me to Courtney and to uh, David Noller, who was a producer at the time, and mm-hmm. and and I read for Tommy, and and then I didn't hear anything for like three weeks, mm-hmm. and then they brought me in. And then I got a call saying, hey, they want to see you again for Greg, Greg Knox. Oh. Which was huh. played by Andy B. And, um, and so I, I was like, oh, this is closer to my casting. Yes, that's closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And right. so then I went in. And, but, but I still was kind of like, yeah, he's a little clean cut. He, you know, he's a little um, more all-American. Than, and I'm pretty, I'm all-American, but a little more all-american than i am and a little more you know whatever so 
And then, right. and then finally, I got the, the you know another week or so passed, and then I got brought in for Cooper Sacks. And mm-hmm. I was like, as soon as I read the the breakdown and the sides, I was like, oh, this is my casting. Perfect. Yeah. And it was so it was that synergy of them seeing me and what I could mm-hmm. bring, and then and then liking me enough to kind of work with me to find the right instrument. Right. You know. Right. Just think, you could have shown your butt and had sex scenes with Mila. Hey. Hello. It's never too late. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking Cooper's pretty hot under those suits. I'm, that's what my guess. But who am yeah, you I know to what? say? You know what? I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. Ah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. What is next for Shane now that power's done officially? Yeah. Um, well, I'm working on, I, I'm working on something that uh, unfortunately I can't really say anything about. Okay. But, um, okay. So that's that. But then, um, mm-hmm. which is, it's an exciting thing, which you will be aware of hopefully eventually. Nice. But, um, Not but I'm also, you know, I'm really trying to kind of get, um, they're trying to diversify and kind of have yeah. some of my own, uh, material out there nice. and and just to be you know this industry has changed so much like your industry's changed so much as well the mm-hmm. it's you know with the advent of technology and all the platforms and all the different content and in all the different ways to to deliver the content there's just so mm-hmm. much being done and 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 a lot of it is unfortunately it's it's still a business and so a lot of it is controlled by people that aren't creative and i feel like the more the creative people come forward and 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 control those factors because unfortunately a lot of creative people are not very good at business because our minds aren't quite what we're not quite wired like business people we're we're Mm -hmm. we want to we want to create things we want to just be passionate and express and and in paint or write or, or whatever, or sing or whatever. But then there's the mm-hmm. other side of it, which is 50% of it, which is be a business person and figure out how to promote yourself and figure out how to sell yourself and how to find that value in the marketplace. And, and it's all that shit that even that kind of talk is like, what? I'm an artist. Why would I do that? That's all bullshit. Uh, like my, one of my best friends is a painter and mm-hmm he deserves, he's incredible and he deserves to be, you know, a multimillionaire with his talent, but the business side of it's just too foreign to him to, to, to figure it out. So he, he just makes it work by being, you know, selling paintings here and there. And he's just this, this incredible talent that, and I'm sure that there are millions of people out there like that, that are just incredibly Mm -hmm. talented, but, but don't know how to be a business person. And so that's, that's been the biggest lesson to me as an actor is the business is, is at least 50% of it. And, and so to answer your question more succinctly, I want to, um, I'm in the process of like writing and producing and uh, work at working with people that I love and respect, which is I've been in the business long enough to have a bunch of those great relationships with people and, 
and mm-hmm. I, and I and there are a lot of actors that I really love what they bring and you know so hopefully a lot of people from the power universe as well that I can I'll pull into uh, projects when it makes sense and uh, and you know just really kind of hopefully find homes for for things that I dream up you know mm-hmm. yeah and to be honest with you one of my that's exactly you explained it exactly I'm very creative but and I did go to school for business but I would rather find somebody or partner up with somebody who knows the business side of it. But my thing is I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody to handle the business side. And I think that's the same with your friend. He's creative, but he doesn't have somebody he can trust to do the business side. So yeah, he does it and on it, his own. But you, but you need you know to. Know I mean? Yeah. You, and you I know. You kind of need I, know. To. I mean, it's like me. I think people keep saying, dude, you need to get, people keep telling me I need to get a publicist. Mm-hmm. And publicists are like, First of all, they're like, you know, a, a sort of normal one, run of the, I don't want to say run of the mill, but, but a normal one is like five grand a month. Right. Right. And, and so I'm kind of like, do I really, I mean, $60,000 a year, do I really need a publicist? Um, you know, and because they would handle all of those things that you're talking about that I, that I, that my brain doesn't work that way. Like right. getting into whether it's like red carpet stuff or magazines or interviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just that, that kind of crap. Like I wouldn't even know where to begin. Right. And it's the same with publishing. It's the same with promoting a, a podcast or, or promoting mm-hmm. a, a new brand, a new brand that you're cultivating or, or, or anything like that. Even if, even if you're a screenwriter, you're writing screenplays, that's incredible. Great. Good for you. And you can be, you know, it could be Academy award winning shit, but if, if nobody mm-hmm. reads it, then who cares? Right. Yeah, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. So it's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the promotion is, and that's where Fifty is amazing, mm-hmm. man. Fifty's such an entrepreneur, yeah. and every everything he touches, that he just is. makes sure that that it's. Uh, and with with the advent of, like we were talking about earlier, with the advent of like Twitter and Instagram and social, all the mm-hmm. social media stuff, he can promote anything in a in a moment, mm-hmm. and like these Fofty shirts that he came out with. I think he made like 300 grand on t-shirts based off of a silly text he got. Wow. You know, because of Instagram. Like what a world. Even um, Selena Gomez, her new album, she put out a couple of, um, she put out a couple of videos. She shot them on an iPhone. It's an iPhone app that shot her video. Like that's incredible. And it's made, had 10 million hits on YouTube just from an iPhone. Like, it's crazy. You are so right. Technology can make anybody a star today. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing, so what's going to happen is as time, as time, as things evolve, the thing that's going to really mm-hmm. separate us from, from each other is people that really have a voice and really have something to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people that know how to say it and how to express themselves and how to really cultivate a brand because right now what we have is just this a moray is this crazy huge sea of just thousands actually not even thousands millions and millions of mm-hmm. of brands of brands mm-hmm. that don't really have any brand brand recognition right so as as you cultivate brand recognition and aka an audience you know mm-hmm. 
that's that's when you start winning. And so um, that's that's the that's the trick though because you know you never like this guy my kids watched uh, Dan TDM is like this you know gamer right and he's, uh, he yeah. just plays he, he plays YouTube you know he plays on YouTube he just plays video games and started off with Minecraft he's known as Minecraft so an adult you know yeah. playing Minecraft stuff and mm-hmm. and dude's making like fifteen sixteen million dollars a year yeah right? yeah play, playing video games. Uh, yeah, like, I know, man. man. <laughs> and the only reason, and the reason he can do that is because he got in there early enough, and he was smart mm-hmm. enough to to cultivate his brand, and to yep. cross promote, and to partner up, and to you know all all the sponsorship, whatever he did, he's you know I'd actually be I'd actually read if he wrote a book, he probably did. I would read it because I'm really interested about his brand cultivation because anybody because everybody's making YouTube videos, everybody. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't my know niece, anybody that doesn't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> my niece watches a family, and I kid you not, she watches two families. One family, they um, and I was watching it with her. I'm like, I'm doing things wrong. This one family has Evan like too. boxes set up around their house, and they go steal eggs from this guy dressed up as a cartoon or something, and I'm like what is this? And she's like, oh, watch, look, look. I'm like, this is crazy. Another family, they were playing Mother May I on their YouTube. That's all they were doing. I'm like, what the heck? I, I, I'm doing something wrong because these people crazy, are crazy, like, right? it's, it's insane. It's insane. So crazy. I totally hate him. So we're coming, to, um, we have about five minutes left before, um, I let you get back to your life. Did you want to say any last words or leave us with anything? Uh, you know what? This is no, this has been a pleasure. I'm sorry if I over talked. I no, I no, be, you were totally. I can fine. be a little passionate and long winded, but um, no, this has been a pleasure, and I and I appreciate uh, yeah. I appreciate you wanting to uh, to hear from me. Mm-hmm. Definitely, right. I think it's yeah, good to you. hear someone else's like Cooper is such a polarizing character and you know people want to hear from Tommy Joseph Decor people want to hear from Omari Ghost but what about Cooper I want I wanted to know I wanted people to see what I saw or hear what I hear so I thought hashtag what about Cooper (laughs) that is the new thing hashtag what about Cooper I like it. That is going to be the title of this. <laughs> Look at you. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And um, no, and maybe we'll do it now. again. Let's, yeah, update after you get in the publicist. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You guys can check him out. He is on the final season of Power Stars. What is it? 9 p.m. Eastern, I think, on... Sundays. I think I think you're I think you're right, and then it's available on the app as of midnight on yes. on Saturday, which is yeah. what I'm going to be watching tonight. <laughs> um, thank you again so much, Shane, for coming on. I do appreciate it. You can follow him on Twitter at Shane underscore M underscore Johnson. No hate. If you do bring hate, he'll just make you laugh. And you are on <laughs> Instagram, right? I'm not sure. Yes. 
Yeah. Okay. He's on Instagram. Um, I, what, is, what is my Instagram? <laughs> it's probably obviously he doesn't use Instagram it's the same. that it's much. The same. Oh, okay. No, I okay. use Instagram so. way more than I use Twitter actually, but uh, uh, it's the it's the Shane the same Shane underscore M underscore Johnson, which was dumb, but I didn't. I should have come up with something more clever like Shahuni or something cool, but you know. No, whatever. it's fine. Who's gonna? You know what? It's good because nobody can copy that. So I like it. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, right Shane, for coming on. Appreciate it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.